Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I am your host. So today we're going to talk about fear. All right. Specifically, the fear of poverty. Okay. So the fear of poverty is really this idea that you're going to lose out on something. Okay. Oh my goodness. Isn't this a relevant topic for where we are in our life right now? I mean, just think about that. Many, many of us around the world, but, but especially here in the United States, we're experiencing different levels of losing out on things, aren't we? Because of this COVID-19 crisis. So I want to share with you a little bit about fear. Uh, I'm going to use one resource that I absolutely have fallen in love with. I'm going to share a little bit, read a little bit of the text with you. I'm going to give you a little bit of commentary. And then um, I'm sure you're going to tell that some of my passion is coming out on this one. Okay. So if you, if you love when I get into that passionate zone, you're going to love this podcast. Um, But really, this is an effort to help those people who find themselves struggling during this crisis and trying to figure out what am I going to do with myself? How am I going to take care of others? Okay. So I hope that you find this, um, encouraging and inspirational. And of course, if you need anything, let me know. All right. Okay. Let's get right into this. All right. So let's talk about fear. Now, let me tell you a little bit about why I'm focusing on this. Um, In our current culture, climate, um, society, what we're experiencing is a lot of fear. So I know I've been talking about this a lot lately, but I really want to kind of hone in for you what fear actually does. Okay. So you've got all kinds of fear out there from, you know, fear of of losing income, um, fear of getting you know, the, the coronavirus, fear of losing somebody, fear of, of dying, right? So there's a lot of really great fears out there. But you've also got some fears that people are starting to notice now, like um, fear of doing something new, right? Jumping out and doing something new because what will somebody say, right? So uh, let me say this, for example, um, I've noticed on Facebook lately, there's been an increase in people who find themselves at home and they could be in one of several different places. One, they just lost their job. They absolutely have no income. And so they're in a frantic mode to, to figure out how am I going to make some money? Two, they're, they're home. Uh, maybe they're collecting some unemployment, but they're, they're starting to think, hmm, that's not going to be enough. What else can I do? Or the third one, maybe they're home and and they're still getting paid because they were a salaried worker. But as as this kind of goes on a little bit longer, they're going to realize, oh, shoot, uh, maybe I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. Maybe I want to be doing something else, right? So now is... (laughs) There's a lot of people turning into entrepreneurs right now is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I've also noticed too, that some people who are in uh, a panic mode are, are saying things like, please help me, help me figure out what I'm going to do. Um, and they're not necessarily going into the, you know, tell me what resources can help me right now. It's more, you know, I want to do this on my own. Give me some business ideas. Right. And then the very next thing that they do is they say, don't, don't give me some multi-level marketing company. I don't want to do that, but give me another business. Now, let me just say this and be very clear to you. If you find yourself in a situation and you are in desperate need of making income right now, your best bet, if you're going to start something like that is a multi-level 
marketing company. And here's why. They have the infrastructure, they have the systems, they have the support already set up. Okay. You're looking for a business in a box is what you're looking for. You need to go to an MLM. I don't care if it's selling candles, fragrances, um, you know, face products. Um, I've got several others that you could choose from, right? But if you want to start something right now, go that route. But here's, here's why I'm pinpointing this as an example. Every time, and I've seen this dozens of times, guys, that's why I'm using it. Every time I see somebody say, tell me what to do, but I don't want to do this. What I hear is, I have a lot of fear right now and I want to do something, but I really don't want to do something. I'm kind of okay with my fear. Okay. And I really want to help you understand what happens when fear comes. Okay. One of the biggest fears in our, our human existence is the fear of poverty, not having enough, not being able to live the life that we want, not being able to make choices. Right. So I want to read from you a text that has become a part of me now. Um, it's not a book I read once or twice. It's not, it's not something that I, you know, just am suggesting that you go and read. This book over a, a number of years has become such a part of me that it helps guide my thinking. It helps me as a, a person, but also as a business owner, uh, helps me have a, a rich life. Okay. Not just to have riches money, but it helps me to have a rich life and rich thinking and has quite frankly, largely inspired me to do things such as this podcast. Okay. So if you, if you gain any value from this podcast or any of my other work, um, I, I would just say this text I'm, I'm about to read to you has something to do with that. Now, the reason why I say that is because I'm going to tell you the title and some of you, because of your preconceived notions, you're, you're, you're going to have this, um, you know, reaction to me telling you the title and you're going to like turn me off. Okay. Others of you, not so much because you're, you're a little bit further down the road in awareness there, but I want you to understand where it's coming from. So you can go and access it yourself. Right. But I also want to help you understand wh what happens when fear comes. And this is a great example of it. It's like all the things that happen in one place as a list. Okay, so I'm going to read this text to you and then I'm going to share a few thoughts and, and really the thoughts are related to what's happening now. Okay. All right. So the book I'm reading out of is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Okay. So I love the title. I mean, think about that. Uh, think. So we've got to actually put some thought into things. So we talk about thinking here all the time, don't we? Right. Think and grow so the, the, the notion is that you're going to be growing from one place to another, right? It's not like you're automatically going to have it. You're going to have to do some growth and then grow rich, right? So the rich part, again, is nothing about money, although money could be a part of that. I think money is just a result of the, the thinking and the growing myself. Um, but having richness in your thoughts, having richness in, you know, things like forgiveness and love and gratitude, right? Peace. Um, and let's face it, the world could do with a little more peace at this moment, couldn't it? All right, so let's get into it. So this is out of his chapter on how to outwit the six ghosts of fear. So he's talking about fear here. So he says, a state of mind is something that one assumes, right? We talk about that all the time. It can't be purchased. It's, it must be created. Fear of poverty is a state of mind, nothing else. 
but it is sufficient to destroy. Now, listen, I want you to listen. And if, if you're taking notes, I want you to write down each one of these things I say, because this is a list that it's a powerful list. Okay. So he says it is sufficient to destroy one's chances of achievement in any undertaking. This fear paralyzes the faculty of reason, destroys the faculty of imagination. Okay. So you can't be creative and solve problems. Kills off self-reliance, meaning you're not going to go out and do something. Undermines enthusiasm. Discourages initiative. And let's face it, if you find yourself at home and you have no money and you got to get something done, you better call on that initiative, right? It leads to uncertainty of purpose. So you're kind of always stuck in, in that indecision. Encourages procrastination. So the fear of poverty encourages procrastination. This is the, um, what I call the discouraged perfectionist where they, they know exactly what they want to do and they know what that idea of perfection looks like, but they're afraid to start because what if I, I fail, right? Wipes out enthusiasm and makes self-control an impossibility. It, so the fear of poverty, takes the charm from one's personality. Think about that right now. How many people do you see on social media that are, are you know, doing a lot of complaining, a lot of, you know, uh, I just witnessed this today. I, there was somebody on social media who was complaining about being fired from their, their job. And she didn't understand why this company who had to lay off 25% of their employees couldn't just pay them their, their vacation for the next three weeks. Right. So she's coming at it from her perspective, which I totally understand, but the way that she was going about it was definitely, um, what's he say? Taking the charm from one's personality. Okay. That's a nice way of saying it. The fear of poverty. So if you're, if you're fearing, you know, losing out or not having abundance, it destroys the possibility of accurate thinking. Okay. So it's really hard to, to, to realize that you're thinking one way and you could think a different way. It diverts concentration of effort. So what that really means to me is that it focuses more on the problem you have and not so much on the answer you have. The fear of poverty masters persistence, meaning you won't be persistent. It turns the willpower into nothingness, destroys ambition, beclouds the memory. So that, you know, this was way before the brain science was, was proving to us what happens when you have stress right? So you have stress and then those stress hormones, the brain tells the stress hormones to release. The stress hormones do things like shut down our immune system, shut down our digestive system, shut down our, um, really our, our logical reasoning system in our brain. Okay. So he's saying it beclouds the memory. So really, if you're, if you're in that fear of poverty and you're in the stress mode, you can't remember things. You can't think clearly. And invites failure in every conceivable form. The fear of poverty invites failure in every conceivable form. Now listen here. It kills love and assassinates the finer emotions of the heart. It kills love and assassinates the finer emotions of the heart. If you're in this place of where am I going to get my next meal, you know, um, and please, I, I don't want to limit that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there are many people who are in that mode right now that they're not reaching out and complaining about somebody else. They're trying to solve their problem. 
Okay. So if you are one of those people and you're doing everything you can to solve your problem right now, good on you. Well done. Excellent. Continue. Right. But if you find yourself in that position where you're, you're a little bit bitter, right. And, and, and resentful of the current situation, you're in a place of the fear of poverty. Okay. And it's going to damage your relationships. So you need to be careful with that. Um, he goes on to say that dis- it, uh, fear of poverty discourages friendship and, inf- and invites disaster in a hundred forms. It leads to sleeplessness, misery, and unhappiness. Gosh, what a list, right? I mean, uh, do you want your life to be like that? I mean, I don't, right? There's not a thing on that list that I want. So, you know, think about that as you're going through. If you're having any of these things, you know, like, for example, I'm sleeping pretty good at night, right? Even though my business has turned completely head over heels. Now, I'm not going to tell you a whole lot. I'm just going to tell you that there's certain things like um, from now until June, uh, this morning, my last event got canceled in June. Um, it, It was a really cool event. It was a national conference. I was going to be able to do the keynote for about 15,000 people. I was really looking forward to it. And they, you know, reached out today and said, hey, you know, it was was a hard decision, but we've got to stop. I understand. Of course, I'm disappointed. Of course, it would be a cool event. But then the next step is, all right, what's next? Okay, I got I got to keep my myself going here. I can't sit down and, and be mad at them because they canceled, right? I can't be mad at the other 45 events that got canceled. I don't have time for that. Does that make sense? Okay, but I can tell you this, that I am sleeping pretty good. Even though at this moment, I, ha- I have very little income. Um, at this moment, my business plan has completely changed, right? At this moment, things might look a little bleak if you look at them from the inside or the outside in. But I, I'm sleeping very good. And you know why? Because I have the mindset that, number one, I'm in charge of, of my destiny, okay, my future. And there are many things that I can do right now, not only for myself and my business, but also in service to humanity. This is, a, um, uh, right here, this, this is an amazing opportunity for me to do what I do. I told a group this week that I am, we were talking about, are you essential or are you non-essential? And for those of you who are outside of our state or, or even our country and you're listening, so the, the governor of our state of Michigan um, declared, you know, only essential travel and, and there's a list, right? And so we're on full, you know, kind of quarantine, lockdown, social distancing, whatever term you want to use. So we're, we're here at home. And so the question was, are you essential or are you not essential? Okay. And I, my answer was, I am the most essential, non-essential person you're ever going to meet in this crisis. And here's why. Because the, the gifts that I have inside me and, and the way that my business is set up, I am set up that I can serve people who are of the highest need. I can serve people who, who a week and two weeks ago were, were CEOs of companies that were trying to make the decision, do I close down or do I not, right? So they needed a thinking partner. I can help with that. I can serve people who are in the education field who are like, whoa, my whole workflow has changed here. How in the world do I, I educate students in the current culture? I can help with that. 
I can serve people who, you know, find themselves at home and maybe they're still getting paid, but they don't, they don't quite know what to do with themselves, right? I can give you ideas. For those people who are reaching out on social media saying, hey, what am I going to do with my, myself? How am I going to, you know, feed my family? I can help you, right? So, so to me, I'm sleeping pretty well because I got a lot of work to do. I'm actually busier now than I would have been doing those 46 events. Okay. All right, let's go on. So, um, it kills, it kills love, assassinates the finer emotions of the heart, discourages friendship, invites disaster in a hundred forms, leads to sleeplessness, misery, and unhappiness. And all this, despite the obvious truth that's his way of saying common sense, the obvious truth that we live in a society of overabundance of everything the heart could desire with nothing standing between us and our desires except lack of a definite purpose. So let me clarify something. When Napoleon Hill was writing this, it was like the early 1900s. Okay. So he's saying, Hey, in this time we have an overabundance of anything that we could desire. Now, let's just think about our day. All right. I get it. You're home. You don't know what to do with yourself. Guess what? You have the internet. <laughs> you have Netflix. You have books. You have all kinds of, of organizations and institutions who are opening up their doors to you. I hear every day of a new museum. Um, I, I just saw a thing today where an orchestra was still playing, but they were doing it through Zoom right? Um, you've got libraries who are giving away free books, right? There's all kinds of things that you could be doing with yourself right now, an overabundance of anything that you could desire. Now, maybe not toilet paper, but that's a whole nother issue, right? You've got time that you've never had before, right? All of you people who are saying, oh, if I just had enough time, I would clean my house. Now's your chance. <laughs> okay. And you've got an overabundance of people that you can serve, you don't have to just stay in your house. I mean, you can, and you can use social media to do that, right? But uh, what I'm getting at is there's a lot of things that you could do, but if you focus on the things that you can't, you'll never see them, okay? And for those of you who, you know, shy away from, don't send me to a multi-level marketing company, well, you're putting limitations and boundaries on yourself and your ability to get through this crisis on your own. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I just, it just is something that kind of is weighing on me because I've seen it from, I don't even know how many people, and I don't know what it is that, that you think about these companies, but I can tell you this, that they are set up to make you succeed. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Nothing standing between us and our desires, except the lack of a definite purpose. And I think that is the biggest thing right now is that people have great fear because they have no purpose. They have no plan. I can tell you that the people who have done what I call pivot, right? So there was this thing and now they're, they're, they're going in a different direction. The people who were able to quickly come up with a plan have not only uh, made things better for themselves, but also for the people that they serve. So let me give you a couple examples. Educators. Oh my gosh, you guys are awesome quickly turning around, uh, you know, what's happening and saying, okay, if this is the reality, we don't know how long our kids are going to be out. How are we going to serve them? Well, right. I've received mail. Um, actually it wasn't my mail. My children have received mail this week, uh, from teachers saying, Hey, here's your new packet. 
now they're quickly turning uh into the i don't like mail don't give me any mail <laughs> but hey uh, neither here nor there right so uh, you guys are amazing you you're coming up with a plan and you're making it happen now the you know the family at home with very young children who maybe they didn't, haven't gone to school yet and maybe you've been staying at home with them you know they 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 have a plan in the how are we going to get these kids out right we might not be able to go to you know play at the play place at the mall but maybe we can go on a walk or explore our backyard or something right the people who quickly determined all right we can't necessarily connect with grandma right now because we might get her sick but how can we do a zoom call or facetime or something so we can still have that connection the people who have gone into a purpose and a plan have done much better for themselves. So this is my encouragement. Out of all of this, what I've just shared with you, you're going to be one or the other person. You're either going to be the person who is complaining about what's happening right now, or you're going to be the person who's doing something about it. And I don't even care what your plan is, right? It's just important that you have a plan. Okay, that's what Napoleon Hill is saying here. He doesn't care what your plan is. You just got to have one. Okay, so if you don't have a plan yet, if you're, if you're just, you know, going throughout your day and hoping something good will happen and just kind of being riding the waves of who knows what, right? If you don't have a plan, it's time to come up with a plan. I don't care how simple it is or not. Just come up with a plan. Okay, and for goodness sakes, for anybody that you're meeting on social media, if they are asking about help, here's how you help. Okay. You want, you want to know, definitely point them to resources. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Get them to think for themselves. So ask them, what would you like to do? What makes your heart happy? You know, it, it, sometimes people look at this crisis and they're like, oh, you can't do what you want to do. Yeah, you can. And if you really are good at what you want to do, if you have a passion for it, there's somebody out there who needs it. Listen, I have a friend right now, her son, um, he, he lives in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Almost everything shut down there. Um, he is an actor, he's a dancer, he's a singer. Um, and in order to, you know, make his money, cause really he, he's maybe striving. I was going to say starving, but he's not, he's striving. Um, in order to make his money, he supplements it being an Uber driver, right? So, so he's an Uber driver. He, he goes out, well, you know, for weeks now. He's not been able to do that. He has no income. Now, you can either sit there and, and cry and complain about it, or you can do something about it, right? And I said, oh my gosh, what an amazing opportunity. He's amazing at singing, dancing, and acting. Right now, you've got thousands or millions of children who are home. There's no reason why he couldn't be on social media giving out lessons on singing, acting, and dancing right? I can, I got at least one kid who would take those lessons and I would pay for them because it keeps her busy. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to get at, and I hope that you can, you can really catch my passion for this one. Okay. What I'm trying to get at is don't focus on the problem, focus on the solution. Okay. And if you need some help kind of breaking out of that, would you let me know? There's some tools that I have that can quickly bring you out of that into a place where you can be um, creative again. All right. I get it. I get it. If you're stuck in fear, I totally get it. If something on that list grabbed your heart and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm experiencing right now. I get it. And I'm here to tell you, 
I am the most essential, non-essential person you can ever have in your life. I can help. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. I hope that you found that helpful today. Um, I, I really hope that you could just tell the passion I have about this one. You see, when you focus on a problem instead of the solution, honestly, I feel like that's the one area that everybody has control over, whether they know it or not. And, and if everybody just did that one thing, the world would be a better place. So your call to action this week is to really go through that list. And if you need to go listen again and, and identify what are some things on that list that have popped up to you, right? Maybe you, you struggle with um, procrastination or maybe you struggle with your thinking or maybe you struggle with um, willpower, right? You have no ambition or initiative. Whatever that is, go through the list and just do a self-reflection and figure out, you know, what, where am I struggling? Okay. In anything that you find on that list, I want you to write it out and I want you to kind of sit with it every day and say, okay, what are, what's something I could do instead? So for example, instead of procrastinating, what's something you could do, right? You could do one thing. So uh, here in our house, we're kind of in this frenzied, we, we decided just before all this hit to get our house refinanced. And so we have an appraiser coming on Monday. And so we're, we're frantically trying to clean things up, right? And so instead of procrastinating, one of the first things I do every day is say, all right, that pair of shoes that are in the entryway, I can go put those away. Okay, so now I have stopped procrastinating. Have I cleaned the whole house? No, but I put away a pair of shoes and that helps. Okay, so figure out what, what are your things on this list? How are they showing up and what could you do? Because that's the only way that you're going to fight this whole fear of poverty thing. Okay. So with that, uh, actually, you know, one last thing. If you know of somebody who's struggling in this area, they're really having a hard time with their mindset. Would you do me a favor? Would you shoot this, this podcast to them? Maybe this will help. Okay. Maybe it will help. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.